0: people came in at the same time and she's just like telling, like, go follow them, follow them. And I'm like, like, why? I don't like, they, they'll ask me questions if they need it. And, you know, I get it from the, the, like, safety perspective. Like, you don't want people going through people's belongings or anything like that. But I, you also don't need to be two inches away from them the whole time and like making comments. Oh, look at this bedroom. It's got lovely Broadloom that was recently installed in 2015. Mm, know? I want one. <laughs>
1: Level
0: up, level up, level up, level up, level up,
1: level up, level up, open house season is back.
0: If you want it to be,
1: Uh, fine, you're such a dark cloud.
0: Not a dark cloud. Just some people don't like doing open houses. I I I respect that. I respect opinions on this. I I do too. Perspectives.
1: I have nothing but respect for everybody and everything, even those people who look like stock photos of please call now, operators are standing by, which is what you look like today. But saying that you you look like a stock photo, though, which, you know, that's kind of a compliment. The stock photo is, you know, it's a nice looking person.
0: Yeah, but You do look is. like
1: the kind of thing I'd see at like the bottom corner where it says, chat with us. Operators are here. That's you.
0: Well, if people aren't watching this on video, <laughs> I have a headset on today because I couldn't or actually I was, to be honest, I was too lazy to go upstairs to get my normal headphones. So I've got that's, this
1: that's pretty lovely lazy. headset. Let's be real though. You just really didn't want to cross paths with our children because if you go upstairs. No, I didn't, go up, no, no I didn't want
0: to go up. No, I didn't want to go upstairs stairs because it stinks up there because our dog just pooped out a sock, which I cleaned <laughs> up before this this podcast. So I, 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 definitely I like, uh... you know, you know that smell that you smell it and you can actually taste it in your mouth.
1: Oh, you mean like pooped out socks?
0: Yes, that's what I was tasting, pooped out socks. So I don't want to think... go up there until it subsides.
1: I feel like that's one of the flavors on that uh, weird jelly bean game. Jelly- like poop suck
0: <laughs> I think poop uh, is one of them isn't it stinky socks is definitely one
1: yeah but yeah they couldn't do the taste of poop how would they know how would you know you
0: how do st- you know what stinky socks taste it's like? true
1: but they've you know what they've captured the essence of it because I've eaten that one and it does taste but like a stinky I sock. think
0: it comes back to the fact that you're smelling it so much that you actually taste it so you get Ugh. it right because well I don't know I just think that there's a science behind it.
1: You know what? It's I'm going to be, I'm not segueing to it now because it's jumping way too much into the meat of this episode, but smell is going to be something that we talk about today when we talk about open houses.
0: That's want, so exciting. I want to
1: excite the audience's senses. Wow. <laughs> I'm sure
0: this is going to keep them listening. Well,
1: right now the their, senses, their senses are in a different place than excited right now.
0: Yeah. Let's, let's switch over to like the smell of like lavender or something because- Sure. Dinky you, sock poo isn't the one. I You know really what?
1: Why, do, what why, why don't we switch to the senses of sight and sound and maybe stay away from the noses for the balance of the of the episode?
0: All right. Sounds good. Okay. All right. Open houses we were talking about. Were we? we got severely diverted into something different.
1: You know what? It's a fair play if a dog poops out a sock that that's going to distract you from whatever you're doing. That's fair. <laughs>
0: I like you know, like it's good keeping it real because I feel like people that are listening to this probably have had similar things happen to them today, and you were not alone. If your dog pooped out a sock, you were not alone.
1: Can, can, and I really don't want to dwell on this, but I'm going to because this morning,
0: <laughs> yes. when we
1: woke up, what did I walk into, where he was sleeping in his bed?
0: I, I, he's got like I don't know how he's getting these socks
1: but it was it was a roll, it was a ball of socks. And a scrunchie that had both been thrown up. So it's it's going in and it's coming out. I don't know
0: how it, 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 it really
1: goes digests.
0: In. How does it digest? Well, they're not
1: digesting.
0: In... Well, they're well, not breaking dig- down. Well, I know, but it's going through his entire system. Digest. Di- di- Digestive. Digestive system. That's the one. I, I understand you would throw it up because it can't go any further, but... The men, but, the way but yeah, how did it? Through. I don't know how
1: it came out the back, because no, like either. I've seen those pictures of intestines, like they're that's a long tube. I know. Well,
0: dogs are weird. I feel like dogs just it's have just
1: no tube. It's just yeah. a straight cylinder from mouth. I don't know. We just have to mouth. keep an
0: eye to make sure we don't have too many socks laying around, because obviously that's his uh, go-to that socks is. and scrunchies.
1: They were polka at socks this morning too. So
0: oh. So he got, okay, because he pooped out a sauce. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> He's got to taste so the it coconuts. The,
0: it was the pear. But it we wasn't a No, but it,
1: but it was a pear this morning. It was the ball. Oh, maybe it the wasn't.
0: entire ball.
1: Yeah. Well, maybe oh. it was just really rolled up and it was one that looked like yeah. a ball. I don't know.
0: Anyway, anyway we'll,
1: have a, we'll have a dog digestive specialist on a future episode of <laughs> Level Up. Right now. We're gonna
0: be we're gonna be told we can't be parents to dogs anymore because we're
1: in fairness, we're socks. not the parents of the dog. We're just we're the foster parents, <laughs> we're the adoptive parents.
0: All right. Uh, Moving on from he's fine.
1: Dogs he, he didn't have to clean it. And because I drew the long straw and I'm in the basement rather than the main floor, I didn't clean it either.
0: <laughs> I know.
1: All right. Well, open houses. That's what we're talking about,
0: isn't it? I think so.
1: I believe it is. So uh i guess this is a a topic we wanted to jump into uh, because we've talked about it a bit about things opening back up and things getting a little bit more comfortable people going out looking at houses and with that the rules around open houses have been i don't even want to say relaxed you're just allowed to do them again and there is a responsibility attached to it but i don't really i don't really think this is entirely about open houses in the COVID era, era, although I think we should talk about that, but just open houses in general are not something we've touched on. And like you said, it is uh, a polarizing subject more than it should be. I don't know why people feel so passionately about uh, pro or con. With no, I don't houses. know if it's
0: like so passionate. I just think, you know, people either enjoy doing them or they refuse to do them and don't think they do much for the actual listening, which, I mean, I think they do. I mean, you never it depends. Know. I, you I, never know. I get
1: the argument. And for people who just have that as an argument, that's fine. But I'm, I, you know how against people with absolute opinions I am in every respect of everything. And this doesn't have a <laughs> clear answer, right? And when somebody is just adamant about how useless they are,
0: yeah,
1: that's not a fair argument. It might not be something you choose to do. And that's cool. More power to you. I don't do open houses on all or many of my listings. But there's a time and a place and there is value that they bring both potentially for the listing and otherwise, which we'll talk about. Um, yeah. so, so let's talk about it rather than me let's being a big it. hater party.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, why don't you start off by talking to us about how yours went today? Because it's the first time you've done one in two years, year, like two years. Least, yeah. So you're so, a little rusty. Maybe. I, I, well, yeah. I mean,
1: I don't know. I was rusty when I did my last one before this one, too, probably. But, yeah, so today was my first open house uh, in a while, obviously because of the rules around not being able to do them. Um, and I did learn some new things today. So I don't know. I guess I can talk a bit about what I experienced. The good news was that it was pretty well attended, which I guess might be the first um, – worry or concern of people who are thinking about whether or not to do it, um, are people actually going to show up, Mm -hmm. especially in this time? I mean, all every open house you do, you're sitting there and wondering, and we've had open houses where, you know, you set everything up, you put out food, you're playing music, you got the incense or whatever. It's all like such a good, incense is the wrong word, whatever. You've got like your atmosphere and then you spend two hours just on your phone. Or like yeah. walking or staring out the window with a single tear or whatever, wondering and like posting Instagram stories about like, hey, I'm at my open house. And then you turn it off and you cry again. Yeah. Um, so that wasn't what it was today, which was really good. Um, I think uh, it was a pretty good balance. We saw families. We saw single folks. Uh, it was inside of a condo building, which definitely brings its own unique challenges and needs to prepare that you won't see with a home that has a front door and a porch that people can pull up to um definitely ran into that today um because thankfully uh one of our agents one of our colleagues jamie was there with me today which was a godsend because this particular building um had one of those foyers you need to buzz in from with its own lock no concierge and then we were a unit farther in the building so unless you have somebody at that door keeping an eye out for people, or you've got some sort of a communication at that door, a sign or something, if you're allowed, that directs people what to do when they get there. You can imagine how frustrating that would be for someone showing up and not knowing what to do when they get to a locked door. So, so it was a great thing that there were two of us. We were sort of on a rotation of being doormen and unit men um, in, this particular, uh, in this particular open house, but I'll be doing it again tomorrow tomorrow. And tomorrow we will set up more of a, a sign system out there that directs people to text us or reach out if they're at the door so that if in fact things are busy on the inside, we can actually leverage two people to manage the traffic. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was a, for me the, the number one concern going in was is anybody going to show up? And thankfully people did. Um, on the other side of the coin, what I think is. Uh, uh, maybe, I, think I'm, I think you, you kind of told me that I might be overreacting, and I might be, um, but I do think there's a bit of a different kind of movement against open houses now, people who mm. don't feel that they are the responsible thing to do, uh, and I get that, because if you're not doing them responsibly, and we've seen... I guess in the beginning of COVID, I remember people were doing open houses. There were images of lineups and gatherings and crowds. Well, and
0: at that time, the market was so crazy too. So it was the perfect storm.
1: Yeah. So that is something that I think is maybe not as, as big a deal now, but it is because I had open house signs up throughout the neighborhood. And when I came out to pick them all up, they had all been from what I believe taken down. You're saying maybe it was the wind, but they well, were all uniformly taken down and put down in the exact same manner, which tells me somebody saw open house signs and dropped. Yeah,
0: it. I mean, I mean, the way you say they were taken down, it makes sense because usually when open house sandwich boards fall over because of the wind, they're like literally flat. Yeah. On on the pavement so i i don't i'm not i'm not saying it's not but i i don't i wouldn't jump to conclusions either just because it was r- r- very windy outside today and our open house sandwich boards the ones that we have we need to get new ones oh, i mean I, when i was like when i first started we had those a-frame ones those metal ones mm-hmm. and they seem to do better at sticking like i mean well, definitely, they, they dug
1: a bit more into the grass
0: well if there was grass yes but like if it was even on the pavement it would mm. they seem to like set better i don't know It just yeah maybe if anybody has a good solution i've seen people put like bricks or like sandbags between the legs so they don't fall out yeah well i
1: i think okay well i mean let's talk about signage right let's start in the prep for the open house Um, right you have the ability to direct people to your open house in a lot of ways leading up to it i mean if Mm -hmm. you're on a board that gives you the opportunity to point out the open house in a way that people can look it up or see it in the listing. That's great. Whatever advertising you choose to do, you know, social media or whatever is great. But on the day of the open house, you're also relying on foot traffic or the people who are seeking it out to be able to find it pretty easy.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, what do you say? Like four or five signs is generally a good number. Like I know people that will put, I've seen on forums like twenty, forty, Insane. like 40. Like, I mean, I know it's advertising for you and there's people that pay other people to put out their signs in the morning or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But to me, that's crazy, especially because most people are finding out about the open house on realtor.ca. Um, you know, they don't need that much direction to get to a house. Everybody's yeah. got Google Maps, I would think.
1: Totally. Like for me... I don't think I've ever put more than six out, but it's a function of where and how is it situated. Yeah. Like relative to major streets and turns that somebody would miss it at. Like this particular one today was sort of the middle of two major streets off of the same connecting street. So I put one on each major street going in one on the street that leads to this one and then one right in front of the building. So people knew that they were there. Um, yeah. So, kind of lucked out, other than the fact that they were all taken slash blown down,
0: um, yeah, and I mean the, I've had so many funny stories with putting out open house signs or just trying to pick them up, like I've had open house signs blow out onto a busy road, oh yeah, um, and they get destroyed or they're run over um because sometimes like I remember like I'd be really dumb and put them like in a one of those medians like on a busy intersection yeah. which is so dumb like I don't even think you're really allowed to do that but yeah, like it, it always didn't and then I'd be like going to pick them up and like trying to cross the road and like you have all these signs it just looks like so so stupid um
1: and it's a it's a bad visual when people are literally running over your name
0: Yeah. Well, it was flattened out the other way, but yeah, still. Yeah. Um, But I I do also remember a time where I was putting it on a corner and it was on the pavement and this guy comes out and like it was on the corner. There was just like a, like a, a, like a strip mall kind of thing with like a, Community. I can't talk today, um, a convenience store. Um, mm. but I put it on the pavement, not on the grass, not on the, like, and the guy comes out and he's like, you're on my property. Get your sign off my, my property. I'm like, I'm on the pavement. Like that's not your property. <laughs> um, anyway, I moved it cause I thought he was going to like steal it cause he was really crazy. So anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> and, I think and I'm the like conspiracy theorist. Well, he's, he just looked a little, like he was suspect
1: gonna... a little sus. <laughs>
0: Not suspect, but like he was just being very dramatic about an open house sign that was going to be up for two hours. However, there's also the the
1: people who don't take them down,
0: the people that yeah that keep them up for for a week. Um, So you know, make sure you're looking at the sign bylaws because I know certain cities have gotten into trouble or not well agents in certain cities have gotten into trouble to the point where you're not even allowed to put open house signage up. Like I believe it's Richmond Hill where they completely disallowed mm-hmm. agents from putting any signage up because it was just getting so crazy. Yeah. Um, so don't abuse the system. Make sure that you're putting them where you're allowed to put them and make sure you're picking them up and not putting them out for longer than, cause in Vaughn, you can leave them out. I believe it's overnight. Um, so yeah. you could put them out Saturday and have them picked up on Sunday. But um, there's rules. Every, every different city is different. Well, and
1: in my opinion, I mean, it reflects badly if you're leaving it out there because it's an H frame that if somebody steals it or it breaks, it's going in the garbage anyway. And so you mm. put out a ton. Yeah. I don't like that because if it says open house and it's out there on a Wednesday, yeah. like people are going to see that that tells me there's an open house. And if it says open house Saturday, Sunday, and it was for the previous weekend, people are going to come out the following weekend. The place might be sold already. Just be responsible. Yeah. Um, and as far as the signage goes in terms of placement, honestly, this is a very interesting time to look at it because right now is also a federal election oh, and the sign strategy of candidates is not too mm. dissimilar from the sign strategy of open house signs because when things are busy and as open houses pick up again, you will see multiple signs on the same corners. And I mean, what's, what's your take on that? Like to me, I obviously want to do unto others as I would want done to me. So I'm not going to put my sign right in front of the front other one that's no, there.
0: No. But yeah.
1: it's tough sometimes if you've got a bunch there and everybody's kind of bunched together with arrows in different directions. It just looks like a hot mess.
0: Yeah. I usually don't get involved in the hot mess and I move on. Um,
1: so choose another corner, like just know that yeah. someone's turning that way already because there's a million arrows going that way from other people.
0: Yeah, like to me, I'm just a believer that the people, the interested people that want to see the open house know the address. It's more like the randos that are coming in that see, oh, look, an open house. And they like drive. Like, I honestly feel like open house signage really isn't that required in this day and age. I feel like it was needed back in the day when, you know, people weren't looking things up online. You couldn't like mm-hmm. throw an address into a map. Like, so it, it, it I, it, it's it's a fine balance, and and I get from a from a marketing and just putting your name out perspective, but I don't know. I, it's like it's to funny me, too. Our
1: name isn't even on our open house site. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's
0: <true>. Yeah. Well. <laughs> like i think if it's a condo to me i just put one right in the front of the building n- normally because you're on a you're on busy streets like people yeah. are walking by it's going to get knocked over or some asshole is going to walk by and kick it like that's just what's going to happen so that's usually what i do and then if it's a house i might look at like the two different ways to get into that immediate neighborhood like at the busier street and like direct people that way um but otherwise I'm just putting one out in front of the house to confirm to people that there actually is an open house um and that's it
1: okay so to close out signs couple of last points even though we're talking signs to death here we're not even in the open house yet (laughs) well one is well this is just lessons that we've learned too like we got these sandwich boards and I let's not worry about brand or anything like that but we got them with that Uh, rewritable marker dry erase and our signs so we got those signs I know how long ago they were because the address that's baked into them is the first open house we ever did because (laughs) the dry erase either the marker or the surface didn't take and we didn't wash it off quick enough and so every time we go out now we're pasting a piece of paper on top of the existing marker with another address so that's something you can do a lot of people do that I don't think they do it because of unresolved marker issues. Um, but just be aware of the material and the use of what you have, because it, it's, it's not ideal what we have. You've already mentioned we need new ones and we will get new ones. And the other thing is if you've got a signpost, post, one way to get people who are passers by interested is maybe just have the writer that says open house Saturday, Sunday with times, because people who see signs and are interested it's helpful to them. They might not be surfing realtor.ca. They might not be doing stuff like that, but they can commit to memory. Oh, that house that looks good, that had the coming soon sign or the for sale sign. We can come back here on Saturday. It's going to have an open house. So to me, that signage, that's a little bit more reasonable if you've got it or if you're not already all ridered out on the top and the bottom with other stuff.
0: All that's right. all I have
1: to say about signs.
0: All at right. The moment, at the moment. Move it on. So people have found your open oh, house. open house. My open lopen house. house. Your open house and now they've walked in. What do you do? What do you do? <laughs> you're like
1: Deanna Reeves. I know. Oh, well, that was good. That was dramatic too. Even the I know was dramatic. <laughs> okay, you're done. Okay, so let's let's treat this in this particular case not like a condo that we had. Like someone's actually made it to you. Okay. So this isn't the they're twiddling their thumbs in a foyer wondering where you are. Like they're actually coming in. Um, we had a lot of good talks about this today, actually, because I think people treat this in different ways. I'm curious what your approach is when somebody comes in, you're smiling and nodding. Is it because you're thinking of something that people do just, or
0: just a memory? Just, yeah. yeah of you at an agent. open house or somebody No, I have another agent. Yeah. Well, you don't
1: have to use names. What's the memory? It must be good.
0: I, well, so when I worked at another brokerage, there like an agent put out to the whole brokerage if anybody's interested in helping me host an open house, um come like and it was down the street from us. So I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll I'll help, thinking that we would split the leaves like if anything comes in. Um but it was her listing. Um so it was very clear when I walked in there that I was not there to get any sort of business. It was simply Mm -hmm. to support her in the hope that there's a lot of people coming through and, and we're handling, and I'm making sure everybody signs the, the open house register and we're getting proper names and emails. So we
1: we're getting, she's, she's getting,
0: she's getting. yeah, Yeah, exactly. But the entire and i and I offered to do it for both days, and I felt bad if I canceled on her for the second day, so I did it both days, and I think there was maybe like two people through the whole weekend <laughs> that came in, so it was even worse, and she really wasn 't that fun to talk to so um but when when the people did come in, she was two inches away from them the entire time, and to me, it's just so uncomfortable. I always put myself in their shoes, and I don't want to be followed around. I want to be feel like I can speak freely um, when I'm going from room to room or a little bit at least I understand there's cameras now nowadays and all that, but like it was just it was really awkward and and actually. I don't know how this happened. Maybe two people came in at the same time and she's just like telling me, like, go follow them, follow them. And I'm like, like, why? I don't like, they, they'll ask me questions if they need it. And, you know, I get it from the, the like, safety perspective. Like, you don't want people going through people's belongings or anything like that. But I, you also don't need to be two inches away from them the whole time and, like, making comments. Oh, look at this bedroom. It's got lovely loom that was recently installed in 2015.
1: Mm, you know? I want one.
0: <laughs> maybe i should start doing that maybe, Ooh, so maybe i'll stop more house yeah I don't,
1: I don't know about lovely Broadloom. maybe <laughs> maybe
0: uh, that's so that's my story and that's why i smile because okay. i okay. do not agree with the, the following people around
1: i agree with you on that i think there's value in talking and building relationship but there's not value in stalking there's you know, there's Talking is stalking without the S. I just realized that. So drop the S. But I mean, people who come in, obviously, you're going to introduce yourself. If you've got a sign in register or whatever, especially now with COVID, if you've got like a contact tracing form or something like that, you're going to want to just give them the protocol, like use reality and use common sense as a way to just have some introductory conversation. You don't you're not going to be also the person who, I, which I've also seen, I've been to open houses where there's just an agent sitting at the dining room table on their computer yeah. and they don't right. even look And you're up. like,
0: is there an open house here? Is yeah, this, like, are we is allowed the to agent walk around?
1: Here? Yeah. Is the yeah. agent here? Oh yeah, it's me, whatever. But so obviously that's the other side of the spectrum, but you want to allow people to know that you are there, you're knowledgeable and available to answer their questions. Um, yeah. But I mean, I, I won't even follow them if they go to a different floor. Like, I get the safety thing either, or, or the safety thing as well. And one tell. Also, yeah, either, also. Oh.
0: <laughs> we're both, like, not. Uh, for, the record, for the record, we're recording this on a Saturday night, and uh, yeah, we're probably not all 100% I don't know. There.
1: This is probably one of the most exciting Saturday nights we've had in a while. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is maybe, true. Maybe that's why I'm all jittery.
1: True. You got
0: oh my God.
1: pooped out so... socks and broken English. That is our uh... Saturday night. But <laughs> I think your job as someone at an open house, whether it's your listing or somebody else's, which I also want to talk about because you yeah. alluded to working other people's open houses. Absolutely. Your job is just to be the person who has the answers. You're not the person who's volunteering the answers necessarily. Um, and it's even creepy if you overhear people talking about something and you're like, ooh, 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 I know, I know the answer to what they're asking. Let them come to you. When they come back, you're going to say, is there anything I can help you with? Are there any questions you had? You know, uh, I'm happy to whatever. And over time, if you don't already have a bit of a radar on the vibe you're getting from people, and people are different. Sometimes people seem like dry toast, but they're actually interested. Doesn't speak to their interest, but it does speak to the way you should be mirroring their behavior and the way you communicate with them, right? So Mm -hmm. if they're standoffish, you have to be like, tread lightly. You're still there to help them. If they want to take your card, you've got their contact info already. You're probably going to follow up with them. But, you know, get a feel for what you need to get a feel for without being intrusive.
0: Yeah. Well, and let's talk about that open house registration form that we will give to people because you should like even from a from a safety perspective and and as you said contact tracing with COVID and all that like it's important to get their information Um, but be aware that a lot of people will give you BS information. Mm -hmm. Um, There's been many times where I've called people afterwards and it's a wrong number or a disconnected number the email address is like this Gobbledygook email that like (laughs) I can't even decipher. I'm like, what? Does that sound an S or an F?
1: Bad writing is definitely more than half of the stuff you see. You're not, you're going to be guessing. Is that a four or is that a zero?
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, and but that that's where like if you get one of those apps or there's services you can get where Mm -hmm. you have people like you have an iPad, like that's like the high tech version that we've never really gotten into yet. Um, Maybe once now that we're back into open houses, we'll start looking into it, but at least that will avoid any, well, some data entry, that some data errors there, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, I
1: mean, yeah, the the tech that you can use, I would recommend it. If, if you are into the open house thing, like if that's right. something. Oh, yeah. In-
0: <laughs> yeah. If you have no intention of doing open houses, don't get like a yeah a year subscription to some sort of open house technology that you'll never use. But oh, if don't, you are, don't, look don't into it. Don't get me started it, on I-
1: year subscriptions to things we're not going to oh, use. Yeah. We're done we're yeah. with that. But anyway.
0: Uh, we're dumb What?
1: We. Yes, we.
0: I I never signed up for a year for something.
1: We're going to take this offline
0: <laughs> anyway okay so people are going to people are going to want to know people are going to yeah. want to
1: know anyway it's true. yes people are signed in and or not or you've got like that to me is it is obviously useful but if somebody doesn't want to be contacted you're not yeah. going to be able to contact them so don't well, take that's... offense right like <laughs> yeah. don't be upset if someone opts not to or puts the wrong info, there's a reason they're doing that. They don't want you to talk to them. So it happens. It's like open houses as a lead gen mechanism, which is what we're talking about now, are a great lead gen mechanism for you and for me.
0: And the entire human race.
1: Well I was (laughs) yes and the entire human race. But for the two of us specifically, we've built our business at the very beginning on open houses and not on our own list. I don't, was it your own listing? Oh, it was actually, I think, or it
0: wasn't. No, the first while I did ever, like every weekend I was doing somebody else's open house.
1: And sometimes they let you keep the leads.
0: <laughs> no, but honestly, like I, I think back to some of my like, core clients and how they're still clients and how much they've referred me. Like it, it's, it's an amazing, like if you're a new agent I would highly recommend using your weekends if you're not doing other things to do an open house because you can get a lot of great leads, a lot of first-time homebuyers that are are not ready, that weren't ready yet to hire an agent, but are willing and able, open to doing it if they find if they have a connection with the right person. Um, and that's what happened to me. Like I got so many first-time homebuyers from from my own open houses and from open houses I did for other people. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and I think – I do think that's why it gets a bad rep with more, uh, I guess, experienced agents who already have their own business and, and don't need open houses to get to, – to, to make money um, because they say it's just a way for our agents to get leads. And, and I do agree that that's that's part of it, but I also feel as though there are there has been times where a, a buyer has walked into an open house, no intention really to buy, just kind of looking, and they end up buying the house. So it yeah. is still a marketing. It's not an ineffective, you know, no ineffective open houses. It's it's it works. It's it's a marketing tool that you can use.
1: Well, and yeah, it's. It's a lead gen thing, and it's also it's a great way for you to build your craft as a realtor, right? If you're yeah. doing it for somebody else, especially you can mess
0: up on their listings.
1: No, no, no. That's all. You know <laughs> no, what I mean? I like, I mean. yeah. Especially the people who have done open houses on our listings. Like, yeah. I feel like they're more prepared for our our listing than I would be if I went because of the responsibility. And obviously, it takes that type of a person who feels accountable to it. But use this as a way to really learn about whether it's about properties and the things about the property, how to deal with clients, questions to be prepared for. Um, You really get to, you get to experience it all. And whether it's an open house or whether it's your own buyer clients down the road, that's what you're doing here. And these are not cold door knocking. I hope somebody will talk to me leads. These are people who are coming whether or not they're serious about buying the house. There are people who are actively taking time to walk into a house that you're sitting in to look at the house. So use that. If it becomes a lead, that's fantastic. If it doesn't, that's fine too, right? Like you're still having the experience.
0: And you're, you're having the conversations. Like, I think that's one thing that people get really nervous about is talking to new people. And this is a great opportunity to test that out because when you go into a listing presentation, you're meeting somebody for the first time, it can be really nerve wracking. But if you have the experience and you've started to do that, you can feel more comfortable. So that's really important. The other thing, and now I've lost my train of thought. Um, Hi, <laughs> I hate when that happens. Yeah. Um,
1: I'll wait for the train if you want.
0: Okay. Wait, we were talking about, Oh yes. yes. But there's, (laughs) there's also, you know, the opportunity, if you are doing an open house, whether it's your own or somebody else's before the open house, like head out half an hour beforehand, if you're comfortable door knocking or just providing some information to like the immediate neighborhood to let them know that there's open an open house happening. We've done with, it's like a, almost like a, Uh, an invite only for the immediate neighbors like half an hour before the open house begins, just to bring those people through and have give them the opportunity to see the house, talk about value. That's a great way to get more leads with people that are interested in what the house eventually sells for. Um, There's so much lead generating opportunities from open houses. It's unbelievable. And you're still doing a service to the seller at the same time. Like it's not like you're, you're, you're not.
1: Well, and, and your example of going out to the neighbors and talking to them is a really good bridge between a worry that a lot of sellers have about open houses, which is the only people who are going to show up are my neighbors. Yeah. Right? Like if you're going to them preemptively, and I hate, everyone hates the word preemptive in real estate now, but if you're going, ahead, going to them ahead of time, having the conversation, yeah, maybe they'll come and maybe they do become a discussion about their property at your open house and that's good for you and it doesn't do your seller the service. I get that. But at the same time you can go out there and do that and not infringe on your own open house either. Right. And maybe get ahead of the nosy neighbors. That being said in today's open house, at least one of the groups that came in was from inside the building and they had a genuine interest to buy because they've got a relative who they want to move into the same building. So neighbors are not always a bad thing.
0: Not <laughs> they're not always nosy.
1: They're not always nosy. And let's be real. Everyone who goes to an open house is some version of nosy. Like they're walking into your house and they're looking around and, you know, people are going to say what they say and judge what they're going to judge. But the same thing happens in a private showing, right? And yeah. probably more so when it's private than when the listing agent is sitting right there. You're not going to say things or do things that are unbecoming of a good buyer or a guest in somebody else's home.
0: Yeah. So yeah. And especially if you live in that area, like if this is your farming area or you're doing an open house for somebody where it, with it, when it's in your own area, like the opportunity, like it, it's just another chance you have to introduce yourself to the people that you're, you're ultimately looking to, to do business with. So the more you can have yourself out there, the better.
1: Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Like this is, it's such a, it's a culmination of everything that you need in this profession. Like it's today
0: yeah.
1: I had one person ask about the schools in the area. I had yeah. one person ask about where the HVAC is and how it works and, and what the maintenance fee covers and what's been renoed recently. Um, yeah. Things like that. Our maintenance fee is going to go up. What do we know about, you know, things like that. And we can talk if you've prepared yourself, you can talk about as specific as you want to get. But again, like you said, this is the ultimate way for you to role play relationship building with multiple people because you get different people in the same scenario and it will show you how you have to adapt and adjust to the types of people and the types of things that are being asked of you in like a very speed dating kind of a way, right? Mm Because people are also, you'll get, let's talk about this too. There's different types of people who come to open houses, right? We've talked about nosy neighbors, But the way that people behave, and I noticed today that this is not any different with COVID, you get the people who do the, like, one circle through and out the door and don't say a word. Yeah. But then you also get the people who are there to basically sit down, eat the peanuts, and try to talk to you for 90 minutes or just make themselves (laughs) at home, right? Yeah. And part of your job is – sorry, go ahead. You were going to –
0: there, there's also another group of people and I don't know if they're going to come out of the woodwork again, but I remember there were people like mortgage brokers or um, yeah. digital ad people or it's people that are trying to sell you something, which I think is super tacky, so tacky. Um, and it just, and they waste your time too. Cause they try to start a conversation with you when there's other people in the house. So just be aware of those people as well and figure out a way to shut them up before they start wasting your time. On that
1: note, you will also get people who come in with their agents. Right and agents can be very. I would say most play it the right way, but there are those who will loudly talk up or talk down or make comments or whatever about the property in a way that other people hear. Um, There's those that might have an ulterior motive, like maybe they have a like maybe agents who come in who are about to list in the area or agents who have just had a listing or whatever. You have to keep your composure and keep your cool and also at the same time, understand that you're running this show when it's an open Mm -hmm. house. You're not there to be a bouncer and ask people to leave or things like that, but you do need to maintain a control of the situation, the way people are behaving, the things that people are saying. And now also, you need to be aware of what your boundaries and guidelines are from a safety perspective with COVID right now. Yeah. Um, with today we yeah. did have a period where people showed up in larger numbers than we were expecting it's just how it always seems to be like you're dead yeah. for 45 minutes and then there's 15 minutes where everybody shows up yeah but we had to make a call and now i'll know going into tomorrow of specifically how many people were allowing in there mm-hmm. and so we help people outside yeah. from, to be responsible and it's also good oh, yeah. from a when you don't have a big space, you also don't want people all over each other when they're just trying to look at the home. Even, you know, safety aside, just the enjoyment of the property is not achieved when you've got 15 people side by side. So having your own game plan, being clear about it, if you need to build signage or whatever, or collateral or whatever that reinforces that, it'll make you feel better. It's what we always talk about, about, you know, just having being prepared for something and getting ahead of things that could go wrong so that they don't go wrong and that you're comfortable
0: right yeah and i think this comes with a bit of experience too like you know you could be writing notes down if you are that's great but until you run into these types of diff- like these different types of people like you won't really grasp it and then you'll be like oh yeah that's what they were talking about with the like quick in and quick out like Quick in, quick out is either they're really not obvious or they don't – they're not obvious. (laughs) They're really not interested or they really don't want to show their cards. It's it's
1: obvious that they're not interested.
0: (laughs) It's obvious that they're not interested. Or I've had people – like an agent call me afterwards like, yeah, my client walked through the house and – it happened to be that person that came in and came out and they were just, you know, didn't want to say anything. So everybody, as you said, everybody has their own motive and own way of, of, of showing their, showing their cards or not showing their cards. And it's just about trying to navigate that you've got to adapt your own personality to the personality and the the approach that others are taking. Um, And that's really what I think a good agent does overall. Like you can't have the same approach with every single person. You're going to turn off a lot of people. You still be yourself, but you either, you know, push a little bit or you pull back a little bit and, and over time you'll get that. Um, so if you're first starting out and you're hearing us talk about all this, and you're like, what the hell, like, mm-hmm. how am I ever going to figure this out? You'll figure it out. Like, you know, totally. if you've got like a, like a personal skills, which I think most of us do, um, it, it'll become obvious to you, but, and, and, and we still don't get it right. I don't have great connections with everybody that comes through an open house. Um, but it's good practice. As we said before, just like for people skills, that's, that's really what it's all about. Yeah.
1: Remember also that some of the people coming to the open house are more nervous than you are. Yeah. Right. So even if it's your first time, it might be someone's first time going to an open house or somebody who doesn't know how to act in an open house or how this works. It's weird. I'm in somebody else's house. There's someone here. So you really have to be sensitive to that, but at the same time, not be nervous that you're the one in the room without the experience, right? Because you are, you're, you're, again, you're running the show. I think you need to be respectful of the fact that if there are more than one person there, you've got a finite amount of time that you're running the open house for. So if you have someone who seems really interested and they're talking your ear off, but you've got a couple of other people who have been sort of touring and doing that wander mope, hoping to talk to you and yeah. they might be edging towards the door, you'd also need to have, you know, it, it's not even rude. It's not rude at all to tell someone, you know what, there's a couple of other people who might have questions like, I, don't worry, we're going to continue this. Or here's my card. Why don't I, why don't I call you? Or why don't we arrange a private showing?
0: Or I mean the better, I, I think the better way is to look at the registration and be like, Oh, I see your names on here. Your email address. Is this the right way? Is this the best mm. way to reach you kind of thing? Um, just because, giving your card to somebody that's true it doesn't guarantee that you're going to get a contact like ideally you want to get their contact information so if they if they seem like they might and i've had this happen before like people come in fill out a bs registration form or just put their email address take your card And then, and then, no. But then they come when go through the house. They're actually interested, and I'll be like, "Okay, is this the best way to reach you?" And okay, no, you know what? I'll give you my cell phone number. So (laughs) you know, it's like, "Oh, okay." So now, like, you're actually being real. But like that—that's what happens. So. Try to make sure you have the right contact information. And, then, and as you said, then you can move on to, to other people as well. And you don't miss out on other, other people mm-hmm. that might be interested too.
1: Yeah, I've got another thing I learned today that I forgot to mention earlier. And this is the first time I've seen it, but it's going to become more prevalent. Um, this is the first listing in a little while where uh, I have put, well, it's not, but I, it's, we put out feature sheets, like hard copy mm-hmm. feature sheets that are out there. And all the information we could need is on there. And uh, there were a couple of people who had particular questions where the answers were on there um, mm. or they wanted to visit the website afterwards. Can I go to the website for this to see somewhere? This is an auction listing. They wanted to see the auction. And I told them the address and I said, in the end, I said, why don't I just text it to you so I can, you know, get your number.
0: Mm, um, that's smart. But, yep. but
1: it's also on the feature sheet. And so yeah. I'm like, do you want to take that? And both of them backed up not because oh, they don't really? like feature sheets but because they've got a strict we're not touching paper or anything right. rule in in the world we're in right now which i can totally understand
0: yeah
1: um interesting. so they said they'd take a pic they took a picture of all the sheets in the feature sheet and saved it oh. to their phone which was interesting. interesting
0: um but a uh, A couple of things on that, though. Like, as you said, like, if you have like the home inspection report or if it's a condo and you have the status certificate, that is also a great way as people are leaving. Do you want me to email you a copy of the status certificate? That's perfect. Because like people like, yeah, that's great. And then that's how you continue the conversation. So um, I think that's really important. And also QR codes are making a comeback. And I think it's because of what you just said. People don't want to actually take things. So um, probably start Adding QR codes maybe to your in, in your listings so that people can just grab a picture of it as opposed to taking something physically.
1: I, th- I think it's fair to say now everybody can access a QR code.
0: Where yeah, like I in feel the like past, it's like, built in your phone. Well, like it, it is, but I, th-
1: I don't think people like it was just it was weird and tacky and seemed like it came in and disappeared. But now with yeah. restaurants and with all this stuff,
0: yeah. it's something
1: that people are now programmed well, to do.
0: It's so crazy how quickly the switch has been for menus at restaurants. Like I cannot, it's, it's just like it's a given now. Like, oh, like our menu is like right on this QR code. And, you know, it's, I, the first couple of times I'm like, oh, that's kind of odd. But now it's like, that's what it is.
1: Smart. Yeah. So put that out yeah. there. Yeah. Save yourself the printing costs and just have yeah. some really nice, you could have a couple of really cool QR codes in the house that say, hey, learn more about blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Cool okay, QR,
0: codes. QR codes. Wow. That, that was
1: one of the nerdier <laughs> things I've ever said. You can have some like cool this. QR codes. Uh,
0: uh, anyway. All right. That's all we've got because my – or you keep going. Are you going still?
1: Oh, you mean operators are no longer standing by? <laughs>
0: <laughs> my operating headset is honestly digging into my head right now, and I don't know how much longer I can go. That's but upsetting. I, I will keep talking to you if you have more to say.
1: No, I, I mean we could talk all day about it, but this is honestly the tip of the iceberg. It is. Like open houses are making a comeback like QR codes now.
0: This is the tip of the iceberg. This is the tip. What iceberg? The, open the open house, house iceberg. iceberg. I feel oh, yeah. like we got to the bottom of the of the iceberg. Like I don't know what else we could have talked about. The covered. bottom of the iceberg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what else is like else could we talk about?
1: I don't know. I like to talk. <laughs> It's fine.
0: Well we will be here next week.
1: So. operators will be standing by.
0: <laughs> no, this is good. this is not gonna last much that longer. Headset I don't know. Epic. Ow. Like it really hurts. Okay, maybe just loosen it up a little bit, but it it's really digging into my head.
1: Well, yeah, can't. that's why they're adjustable.
0: I don't know why. Like I got these for board meetings and I don't know how I could sit in an eight hour board meeting with these headset with this headset on.
1: Have you ever actually used that in a board meeting?
0: No, I feel bad. Like they said they'd order them for us. And so I'm like, okay, great. And then I got it and I'm like, oh, I just thought it was going to be like little earbuds or something. So I've got my own little earbuds. That's all I, all I use. But maybe this, this thing is better for the audio, potentially. We'll have to see once we do oh, yeah. this. No, you sound
1: great. You sound, you sound like what I would expect you from You sound and little, you
0: look like an operator. That, <laughs> that icon
1: in my bottom corner. You sound like what I'd want to hear when I click the button.
0: What's her face like? Like, no.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Why would that be her face?
0: I don't know. Oh my gosh. Everybody that's not listening to this, are you've got to, we're, we're going like, to put this up
1: on, well, it's uh, up on YouTube now, now that you're listening to it, it's up on YouTube. So go visit us on our YouTube channel. You have channel.
0: to go and you have to start following us just for like the face. I made.
1: Yeah, because so, because honestly, like, the video is better than the audio on these podcasts. I don't even know I'm if the crying. audio is going to come through. You're... I'm crying. <laughs> I'm crying. Oh, it's so sad. <laughs> Oh, you're the crying operator. <laughs> no, but what, is, what's, what, what face does, what is, what face in the bottom of the screen? It, it's is It's smiling. Like, it's not the face you just <laughs> made. You're, what operator, operator is terrified? <laughs> oh, I, it's a good question, though, because I don't think they're holding phones because they already have the headset on. Like, they wouldn't have the headset no. and a phone. Okay, you want to try it again? Or no, you're done. No, I'm so
0: done. Okay, well, what what was that? I was trying to hold back tears.
1: It's okay. Let it out. Let it out.
0: (laughs) We're done. We'll do an after-hours therapy
1: session once we turn this (laughs) off. Okay, well, everybody, thank you for listening, as always. (laughs) And thank you for bearing with us. And uh, we will be back next week with another episode of level up where we will talk about great new things. And unfortunately, Katie will not be wearing the same headset. So this is one time deal, everybody.
0: Camp. It's a one time deal.
1: This is not the tip of the iceberg for the headset. Right. This is the whole enchilada. <laughs> it's done. It's being sunk.
0: Uh, all right.
1: So anyway, we've already told you to follow and subscribe. So do that.
0: Have a good I, night. Have a good night. <laughs> have a good week. Whatever.
1: I don't have care. whatever you I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Just boy. do
0: whatever. Yeah, do uh,
1: do what you do. Go have a good open house.
0: That's right. All right. Alright. Bye.
1: Bye-bye.